Falsehood and Locked on Anaheim Ducks, the Tampa Bay Lightning outlast the New York Islanders in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final, and we'll talk about former Ducks in the Stanley Cup Final on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, it is Friday. Thank goodness for that. Hello, everyone. I'm your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Your podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks, who haven't played in, what is it now? It has been six months and a week since we've last had hockey at the Ponda. Actually, six months and seven days to be exact. Uh, Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Make sure to follow us at LO underscore Ducks and make sure to follow me personally at StimpyJD, both on Twitter. And you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. All right, let's get right into it. Game six of the Eastern Conference Final took place last night in Edmonton, which is, I guess, the home team were the Islanders. Typically, this game would be played at Nassau Coliseum in front of their raucous crowd. And it was a pretty evenly matched game throughout the the night. Uh, let's pick things up in the first period right away. The New York Islanders, on their first shot of the game, their first shot, took the lead 1-0. Uh, Devin Tays gave him the lead, and this was a wraparound. So he went behind the net. Uh, he got the pass from Anders Lee, and it was on the left side of the goal where Devin Tays had a wraparound. Vasilevsky was kind of left in the dust, and Andre tried to get back as quickly as possible, but it was too little too late. Uh, Vasilevsky couldn't get back to that post, so it ended up being a nice wraparound for Devin Tays to make it one nothing, and that was 4.15 into the first period. But then not long after that, this was maybe two minutes later, where Victor Hedman tied things up, and this was off of a rebound. This was a very juicy rebound. Eric Cernak had the initial shot, and then Victor Hedman just blasted it in from just about between the faceoff circles. So that was 1-1 to tied after the first period. It would stay that way for the remainder of regulation. Uh, just to go over a couple of quick statistics. Uh, after that first period, shots on goal were 17-6 to after one period in favor of Tampa, of course. After two periods, it was 27-12. to after three periods of play, it was 42 to 21. The Lightning doubled up the Islanders on shots on goal. Yeah, they doubled up. Uh, double up. Uh, uh. Little Sir Mix a lot for you. Uh, overall, Tampa Bay just dominated as far as puck possession, as far as shots on goal throughout the first three periods. That second period, I mean, Tampa Bay just tried to blitz them. Third period was even worse where Tampa just shot and shot and shot on Simeon Varlamov. And to be honest, Varlamov did a good job. I thought he was magnificent in goal for the New York Islanders. He probably was one of the great players of the whole postseason so far. And it's too bad that he will not get a chance to hoist Lord Stanley Cup. But Simeon Varlamov, I thought was tremendous, especially in the third period. He was going post to post. He was making some massive saves in that third period. So that's where we stood. After three, it was one to one. And then it went into overtime. Things got a little bit crazy in overtime. I should also point out, shot attempts after regulation, it was 
wow, I'll just say this. 86 to 56. 86 56. Those were the shot attempts throughout three periods. Tampa really took over. Uh, as far as puck possession go, Tampa Bay dominated on that as well. Faceoffs. Well, Tampa did well there as well. Okay, so what did the Islanders do right? They had good defense. There was plenty of block shots. There was great goaltending. I mean, it was mostly about the goaltending by Varlamov. He was the star of the game. And to me, was the second star of the game. Without question. But then we got into overtime. And Tampa was on the power play. The reason for that was because there was a double minor penalty going into overtime. Yeah, we'd seen this before. Game 5, the exact same thing happened. Where you had a major going into overtime. Once New York cleared the puck many times... Once they killed that penalty, they were good to go, and then they scored in overtime. So in your mind, you're thinking, okay, if the Islanders can kill off this four-minute double minor in overtime, then they have a very good chance to come back. And in fact, they had an extremely good chance to come back and win in overtime because there was a breakaway that took place, a short-handed breakaway where Brock Nelson of the Islanders, he had a chance to win it. He stole the puck from Tyler Johnson and just went out on a breakaway. Just him and Andre Vasilevsky. Tyler Johnson, I guess, okay, that was a bad play by Tyler Johnson there. He really tried to go cross ice. It was a lazy pass, and he didn't look the right way. He tried to overlook where Brock Nelson was and didn't pay attention. He was trying to go side to side, trying to set up that power play. It did not work, and that was a very, very careless turnover. So Brock Nelson skating to Andrzej Vasilevsky's right side. Nelson kind of slowed down a little bit, had a really good shot attempt. He tried to go bar down on that, but that just caught the top of Vasilevsky's shoulder. If it had been maybe two inches higher, no, if it was an inch and a half higher, it probably would have just grazed past the shoulder and it probably would have gone bar down. That would have won the game. If it was two and a half or two inches higher, it would have either hit the post or grazed the top of the post and missed up top. So that's how close it got. But then, and this is where the game winner was, 13-18 into overtime. Anthony Chiarelli had a shot that was off the post, kind of grazed the line, went off of Varlamov's left skate pad, the back of it, and it just trickled through the line, and that was just enough. Sorelli got the overtime game-winning goal, the series-winning goal, and Tampa Bay goes on to win the game 2-1, to and they win the series in six games. So believe it or not, we have a final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the game after the first intermission, but let's talk about Get Roman. So talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we brush it off by saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we just avoid it altogether by saying that you had a long day at work. It happens. But with Roman, it's very easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It is safe, simple, and completely discreet. 
So with Roman, you can get a free online eval and ongoing care for ED. And this is all from the privacy of your own home. So once again, a healthcare pro will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And Roman will ship it to you free with their two-day shipping. So go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Coming up after the first intermission, we'll talk a little bit more about this series, the game, and then we'll talk about former Ducks in the Stanley Cup final. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by DoorDash. All right, so DoorDash is the app that brings food right to your front door, whether you're looking for some comfort food or whether you're looking for some soul food. DoorDash has the restaurants just for you. If you download the DoorDash app, listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app from either the Google Play Store or the Apple Podcast or the Apple Store. And enter promo code LOCKEDONNHL. So once again, download the DoorDash app, enter promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 bucks or more. Are you guys hungry yet? Download DoorDash right now. All right, so let's talk more about Friday's game, or rather Thursday's game. Yeah, see, it's Friday today. The game was on Thursday. It's still smoky out here. I'm still trying to get back into the swing of things and talk for an entire episode because I've only had three shows this week, but we're finally getting there. Uh, let's talk about Victor Hedman first off. So Hedman has the most minutes out of anyone. He was the heavy minute logger. He went 30-40. Yeah, 30-40 on the last game. Uh, he did have that big goal to tie things up. Uh, aside from that, he blocked four shots. He took four hits. And as far as I'm concerned, he was probably the player of the game. Probably. If not for the goaltending. Because look, let's face it. Vasilevsky did a fantastic job in net. He saw 27 shots, saved 26 of them. And overall, he gave up only one rebound. But there weren't that many shots against him as far as quality shots. A lot of the shots came from a distance. In fact, his average shot distance was 46 feet. So when you think about it, yeah, New York wasn't pressuring him as much as they could have. But Tampa was dominating on the offensive zone. And let's start with Victor Hedman once again. He dominated on the defensive end as far as offense goes. And then you look at New York, and they're just all from a distance. Uh, The big hitter for New York was Cal Clutterbuck. He had 12 hits, took two hits only. But he was pretty instrumental in keeping the team pretty close. Um, I've mentioned Matt Martin in the past. He had a couple of good chances. But Semyon Varlamov was a beast on net. He saw 48 shots, saved 46 of them. Unfortunately, that last one went in for a goal against him. But you look at Varlamov. He had a tremendous playoff. And if the Islanders would have made the cup final, then Varlamov would have been a finalist for the Conn Smythe Trophy. Uh, His shots against 
were actually pretty good. Uh, the average shot distance for him was 38 feet. And he had four rebounds against him. So the goalies were not letting too many juicy rebounds go out against them. I've seen worse totals than that. But overall, uh, the shot attempts were 103-64 to 64 in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The ice was tilted in their favor. It's as simple as that. They were the better team for most of the game last night. And once again, the Lightning go to the conference finals. Uh, one guy that was instrumental on that overtime winning goal is someone that is familiar with big goals. Barclay Goudreau. Uh, so this is his first year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. He got the assist on the Sorelli goal. But Barclay Goudreau was no stranger to the big moments. In fact, we have to go all the way back to last season. Uh, last season, Barclay Goudreau was with the San Jose Sharks. And if you guys recall, last May, or was it April? Last postseason, it was the Sharks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And if not for a five-minute major penalty, the Sharks wouldn't have come back forced overtime. And guess who scored that overtime series winning goal for the Sharks? That's right, Barclay Goudreau. He got the series winning goal for the Sharks, and he got the series winning assist on the goal there. So once again, that is Barclay Goudreau for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they've got a pretty stacked team. Uh, you look at some of the guys for the Lightning that are going to make a difference. Uh, Alex Kalorn, I think, is going to make a big difference out in the wing. Uh, Braden Point is back. He kind of made a difference. Barclay Goudreau, another one of those not top-line guys, but he's going to make a difference for whatever team he's in. He's still seeking his first Stanley Cup. And then you also have the backup goalie, McElhaney, who is a former Duck, by the way, and has an awesome lid. So we have three former Ducks in the Stanley Cup Final. And before we talk about former Ducks in the Cup Final, let's talk about Built Bar. I got my latest order of Built Bars today, and I cannot wait to have them later. Uh, the three flavors that I got were Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, and old favorite Double Chocolate. Yeah, Double Chocolate is back from Built Bar. So if you want to try Built Bar for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com and enter promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar made with 100% real chocolate, only 130 grams, or sorry, 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. I am mixing them up today. 4 grams of sugar, 130 calories, packed with at least 17 grams of protein. And there are some great flavors out there. Cookies and cream, I'm coming for you. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, enter promo code Locked On, get 10 bucks off your next order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. Welcome back to the third segment of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. All right, let's talk briefly about some of the players that are left in this year's Stanley Cup Final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I've talked about McElhaney already in the first segment. Uh, he played about 30-something games, primarily as a backup for the Anaheim Ducks, and he is currently one of the backups for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't anticipate him getting any time in the Cup Final. I mean, Vasilevsky has been a beast in goal. 
He has been better than, frankly, I thought he would be. So that's one former Duck in the Cup Final. Then there are two other former Ducks, much more well-known, much more beloved in Anaheim. And let's start with the one that spent the longest time in Anaheim, Corey Perry. Yeah, that same Corey Perry who got memed January 1st of this year. The same Corey Perry that everybody made fun of on January 1st. The same Corey Perry that all the haters were saying he's never going to win again. Well, (laughs) who's laughing now? I mean, really, Corey Perry has not done a bad job in the playoffs. In fact, he's been pretty good in the playoffs. The one thing that I caught at the end of Game 5 that a lot of people didn't notice was after the Dallas Stars won the West, Corey Perry did not go to the scrum. He did not go to the other scrum. His first thought was to hug everyone, and then a split second later, his next thought was, get that puck. He immediately grabbed the puck from the net and kept it, and I'm assuming that that's going to be handed over to the hero of that series. Uh, Corey Perry, so far, this playoffs has had two goals, four assists, six points. Not too bad, but again, he's an older player now. He's, what, 35 now? He's not the same young guy that he was with the Anaheim Ducks. But in, was it, 15 years? No, 14 years with the Ducks, he played 988 games, had 372 goals, 776 points. Corey Perry was one of the heart and souls of that team. In fact, he was a heart trophy winner with the Ducks back in 2010-2011, where he had a 50-goal season with the Anaheim Ducks. And that was a fantastic season for him. And most Ducks fans will remember that he was part of that youth line with him and Getzloff to take it all the way in 2007. So Corey Perry was a big part of that Ducks franchise. And his number will probably be retired in the rafters of the Honda Center. When you spend 14 seasons with the Ducks, and one of those seasons is a Stanley Cup winning season, and you lead the team to multiple division titles, and you're a multiple all-star, and you make multiple deep runs in the playoffs. Yeah, I would say your number is going to be retired by the Ducks. So Corey Perry has a chance to get his second Stanley Cup. The other player that spent a long time with the Ducks, Cogs, Andrew Cogliano. If you guys remember, Cogliano was the Iron Man of the National Hockey League. In fact, he has the fourth longest streak in NHL history. He had an 830-game streak of games played. Unfortunately, he got suspended a couple years ago, if you guys remember that. He got suspended. That's what ended his streak. Most fans remember this going, really, you're going to suspend him? That's going to end his streak? Whether he deserved that suspension or not is still up for debate. But this doesn't take away from the fact that he had an 830-game streak and the only players better than him were Steve Larmer at 884, Gary Unger at 914, and Doug Jarvis. 964 consecutive games played, still has the all-time record for consecutive games played. I don't know if that record will ever be broken. I mean, there's 82 games in a season. That takes 10 seasons to get to 820. That takes another two and a half years. You have to play about 13 years without missing a game consecutively to get that kind of streak. You have to be good for that long. There's a reason why he played for 830 consecutive games. He was very good. If you're not playing well, you're most likely going to get scratched. 
And Cogs was a big part of those teams that had deep runs in the playoffs all the way back in, what was it, 13, 14, 15? I mean, Cogs was an integral part of that Ducks team. And I know I know personally of a few Ducks fans that really want to see him win his first Stanley Cup. Um, it's debated that he deserved that back in, you know, 14, 15. He's seen the Stanley Cup final before. Actually, no, he hasn't. I take that back. He has not seen a cup final before. Uh, came close against the Nashville Predators. So this is his first Stanley Cup final experience. Look, Cogs is a great guy. He's always been one of those stand-up guys. Has been a finalist for the Bing Trophy, the Selkie Trophy. I would say if there's one former Duck that really deserves a cup, it's definitely Andrew Cogliano. Uh, he spent eight seasons with the Ducks, scored 102 goals with the Ducks, and is currently on his first Stanley Cup final. I can't believe it's taken him this long, frankly. I mean, he's, what, 32, 33 years old? He's 33 years old. Let's let's see if he can get his first Stanley Cup. So those are the former Ducks in the Cup final. Um, I want to thank all of you for listening for the week. And just to give you a heads up, we are going to have a bonus show tomorrow. With the Stanley Cup on Saturday starting, yeah, with the conference finals ending on Thursday, the Stanley Cup final is going to start Saturday night. So we're going to have a bonus episode that's going to be out Saturday morning. And joining me once again is Sarah Avampado. We're going to break down the last couple series, and we're going to finally give our predictions on the Stanley Cup final. You do not want to miss that. Once again, that bonus episode is taking place tomorrow. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you like the program. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Um, Thanks for listening. This is not the end of the week. Once again, bonus show taking place tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good day. See you at the rink hopefully soon. And Ducks fly together. Stay safe, everyone. Everyone.